welcome into high school baseball here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. What an absolutely gorgeous day for high school baseball here at Knoxville High School. Beautiful facility, beautiful day of baseball, and a little Lincoln Trail Conference rivalry today. we got the Knoxville Blue Bullets and the United Red Storm. Both of these schools have had uh, postseason success uh, recently in the last two or three years. They've been, uh, we've, we've had some success, so uh, here for both ball clubs. So it should be a uh, good early season LTC matchup. The Red Storm split a pair of games against the Mercer County Golden Eagles on Saturday. They're one and one in conference play, five and six overall. And the Knoxville Blue Bullets, six and seven overall. Uh, like United, a game under 500, and they are two and zero in the uh, Lincoln Trout Conference. They got a doubleheader sweep over the West Central Heat on Saturday. I'm Sean Tibble alongside Tony Wyman. How you doing, T-Dub? I'm doing great, partner. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Uh, you've uh, played a few games on this diamond, haven't It's just like old times. It's like coming home for you. It's, it's a little bit like old times. We had a dirt infield back in the day, but yeah, this field looks amazing. They got it looking good, don't they? Yeah, they really do. They, they've done a wonderful job. Talked to Coach Rick Reed a little bit about it uh, earlier today. Is, is that all your alumni money that you've dumped into this field? Is that what that is? Right, and I keep contributing for those at home. Unless you're IRS, I, I want you to know that I keep contributing. <laughs> Again, two and zero in the Lincoln Trail Conference is the Knoxville Blue Bullets and one and one of the United Red Storm. And with only eight conference games, they play. There's two divisions in the Lincoln Trail Conference. It is uh, who we got for divisions here. Let me get my sheet out for the for the West Division. It's Knoxville United, Mercer County, Abingdon, Avon, and West Central. You play a doubleheader against each school on a Saturday. Normally, we'll get into why they're playing on Friday tonight here in a bit. So only eight games in conference play. Um, so the margin for error is pretty slim. Well, it really is. And if you're Knoxville right now, you're, you're I wouldn't say nursing a one-game lead in the conference because you've only played two, but you do have the upper hand right now. In the East Division, it's Animal Weathersfield, Robo Williamsville, Stark County, Ridgewood, Princeville, and Galbert. And there's an extra team down there in the East Division, so they get to play ten games. They get five doubleheaders on Saturdays. I got a chance to talk to both head coaches, head coach Rick Reed, for the Knoxville Blue Bullets and also head coach Ryan Mullick with the United Red Storm. We'll come back with those interviews in 30 seconds. Welcome back to the pregame show. Join me on the pregame show. i got head coach of the Knoxville Blue Bullets, Mr. Rick Reed. Coach, how we doing, man? What a beautiful day for baseball. Yeah, and the wind's not blowing, so that makes it even better. Usually it's windy out here, so the wind's not blowing, so we're ahead of the game already. We have had such a range of weather. We've had rain, we've had wind, we've had cold, and now we've had a run of pretty beautiful weather. Let's just hope it sticks around because uh, i tell you what, it ain't going to be long. The assignment's already out. The seedings will be out here pretty soon. Yeah, I would guess what the next week and a half probably um yeah you know we went through 40 degrees i see next week we're going to get back in the 50s and the wind's going to blow 30 and 40 miles an hour so we got to enjoy today and tomorrow take us through the season a little bit how you guys doing you know we've been a little inconsistent you know some days we hit can't field some days we feel and can't hit so it's just one of them years where you're a little up and down and that that reflects our record at six and seven Roster-wise, you got a good mix of the older kids, younger kids. What's the, what's the roster look like? Yeah, you know, I have several seniors. You know, I have a few seniors that went out this year. It's the first time they've went out. And actually, they helped me a little bit. Um, our depth's not great. We have some freshmen dressing, and you might see one in the game on the mound. Not an overpowering kid, but he can spin it a little bit and get ahead in the count. So you might have to see him. You know, we're dealing with illnesses and sore arms and all that. And not, not making excuses because everybody this time of year is doing that well let's let's what's 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 the makeup of it you guys got a little speed a little power oh i no we don't have much power i mean the honeycut kid you know leads us in batting average home runs and that um we just like to hit the gaps and run a little bit we we have some speed throughout the lineup one three out of your last four maybe start to play a little good baseball here 
Well, after the, I would have said yes, but their Wednesday night, we didn't play real well at all, and we got to turn things around. You know, you you got to you got to win games, you know, and you have to make plays, and we didn't make many plays the other night. You got, uh, by my count, 148 wins, man. You're coming up on your 150th. That's just uh, you're becoming one of the deans in coaching around here. Yeah, you know, it's been a long, long 12 years. It's been fun, you know. Um, I hope to get to 150. You just you never know in high school baseball. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think that's achievable. I started this job and said I was going to do it for three years, and here it's 12 years. So who knows? The uh, uh, takes to the program. You played for this program. I mean, how much? How much more does it mean? We talk about this every time I get a chance to do a game. But I mean, how much more does it mean to you? You've been had success. You won some regionals here recently, recently. And I mean, how how much important is that to you being a graduate from here? Oh, it's real important. It, you know, I achieved something as a coach that I was never able to achieve as a player. I mean, we had some really good teams when I played here, and we could never get over the hump. We ran into Monmouth a couple times, Farmington. So, you know, I always told my kids that won regionals, you know, you did something that we weren't able to accomplish, and it's really not been accomplished, but like three times, three, four times here, the regionals been won here, and we've done it twice, so we're pretty proud of that, and it, you know, it keeps the drive going. Pitching today, I think he alluded to a little bit today. Who's on the mound for you? Uh, Colt Carlin. He's a senior. He, he's one of our top two pitchers. Um, in, out, up, down. He'll he'll spin a little bit. And if he's got command, we'll be in good shape. We make plays behind him. But you know the key is, man, it don't matter who you have on the mound. You have to make plays. And I'm a little leery after the other night. Hopefully, we just we. I told him, you gotta wash your hands of it and get on with it. If you let it be contagious, it'll be a problem. Every team has goals. You got a sweep last week of West Central. Coming into the second weekend of LTC play, it's division play. Not a whole lot of games to mess around with. Yeah, you know, you can't afford to stumble, you know, twice. If you stumble twice, you're probably going to be in trouble. So, I mean, I, I don't ever look for splits, but you have to split to stay stay in the league race because we don't play many many league games. So, you know, you, you can't come out here and mess around. You got to get right after it. Hi, right, Coach. Always like coming over here. You got this place looking really, really nice. It's a beautiful facility, and always love catching up with you. Good luck, one now. Thanks, Sean. It goes Rick Green with the Knoxville Blue Bulls. We'll be back. Back here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network, high school baseball. A little early start. Both uh, both teams have already had their meeting at the at the uh, home plate. Knoxville has taken the the field for their warm ups, so we will not be able to get to the Ryan Molick interview. But I have to say, at the end of the interview, he had to give a shout out to his assistant coach, uh, Coach Audding, Lance Audding. He was not able to make the game, and I said he was stuck back at work and would be listening. So we're going to give a shout-out to Coach Audie. Well, I hate it when work gets in the <laughs> way. Exactly. We're going to have to talk to Lance's boss, yes. apparently. Yeah. So uh, he wanted to give a shout-out to Coach Audie, who's home listening, and, and thanks for everybody that's listening to high school baseball today. All right, we'll get to your defense after this first at-bat by uh, United. Again, starting a little bit early here. A.J. Jenks is going to lead off for the United Red Storm. Left fielder number uh, 23 for United. What, uh, what's, what's A.J.'s number? 276. How did that lead off hole? Not a bad way to start if you're Coach Mullet. On the mound is uh, Mitchell, uh, excuse me, it is uh, Colton Harlan. First pitch taken for a strike to A.J. Jinks. Let's take a look at uh, what's, Harlan's, what's Harlan's numbers on the season there, T.W. While well, he gets ready to throw the second pitch here to A.J. Jinks. 0-1 the count to Jinks. Another one dribbled down the third baseline at the grass. Uh, got grass baselines here. Rolls foul. So you got you can't uh, you can't trust that grass baseline. You got to grab it. No, you, yeah, you really can't. You got to grab it. We if if you watch professional baseball, we saw something happen at, at Shea Stadium the other night or, or City Bank, whatever it is the Mets play it now. But uh, Colton Harlan takes the mound. He's a senior. 
for Knoxville. He, he's coming in with a 2-1 record, 481 ERA, uh, but uh, he really needs to command the zone today for Knoxville to be successful. Yeah, 19 strikeouts in, what, 16 innings? That's pretty solid. It's the 17 walks in it's 16 innings that's got him in trouble. Right. Didn't want to touch on the negatives. Yeah. <laughs> if you average a strikeout per inning, you're, yeah, you're having yes. success. Yep, absolutely. 0-2 pitch misses outside and low. A little waster there from Colton Harlan. You know, back with the pitch count, the old waste pitches are, are a little trickier now because you don't want to waste pitches out there. Well, you you really don't want can. to throw one, you don't want to throw one in the strike zone on 0-2. So baseball situations come in with the pitch count thing. Another dribbler foul this time at the Knoxville dugout. And another thing, you know, if you're if you're a guy on the mound, the last thing you want to see is a kid fouling you off two or three times. The pitch count has really kind of taken over the high school game per se. Um, I, I, it, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing, but boy, it really ties in coaches' hands. It sure does. It sure does. Just like that. I mean, you don't want to waste too many. You'd almost waste one on one and two, and you can't even you can't do that anymore. Right. Right. Pitch count. It is 0 oh, and 2 to, or excuse me, 1 and 2 to AJ Jenks. Fifth pitch of that bat to AJ. Swung, fouled out at play again. So AJ Jenks hanging in there. What's Jenks's uh, strikeout totals? Just uh, eight in 42 plate appearances. So uh, one out of every five for AJ. So I got to take a look at the Knoxville defense. We'll do that here after this pitch or at bat by AJ Jenks. Misses low. Outfield for the Knoxville Bulls in left field. Number seven, Braden Down. Center fielder, number five, Jacob Morrison in right field. First baseman, Tanner McGarry. The infield for the Blue Bulls this afternoon. Third base, Mitchell Parrish. Shortstop, Bo Honeycutt. Second baseman, Sawyer Tucky. And first baseman, Jackson Schultz. 2-2 pitch to Jenks. Grounder right back up the middle over Harlan's head and into center field. Good at bat by A.J. Jenks. Good at bat. Seven pitch at bat. He takes it right back up the middle. Yeah, you you, you kind of as a coach you always teach back up the middle. Um, great at bat by James to to be the table center. Like you said, he just upped that two seventy six average that he rode the bus in there on. That'll bring up Derek Sargent, shortstop for the United Red Storm. Sargent batting uh, one forty three. Bunt back to the mound, mishandled by Harlan, makes the play in the dirt and dropped by the first baseman. Everybody's going to be safe on that. So it's going to be a sacrifice bunt by Sargent and an E1 on Colton Harlan, getting Jenks down to second. And now you got one of the hottest hitters in your lineup. He's our, actually our, our uh, WREM WMOY athlete of the week last week, Ian Leffler for the United Red Storm. He's, uh, he's been on fire the last two weeks. He's got his average up to 353. Just a freshman outside ball one. Two Leffler not squaring to bunt. Was Leffler. Probably let him swing away here early on. Big hole there between uh, first and second. Uh, second Mason slides over a little bit. And ooh, strike there high in the zone. Cold strike by the home plate umpire. Both these rosters for Knoxville and United littered a little bit with, with underclassmen, freshmen, sophomores stepping up. I mean, we've seen it. You and I have done some games over the last couple of years where freshmen have been, become kind of dominant. Out of the zone, two and one, two Leffler now. Harlan in, behind in the count. So Leffler swinging a pretty hot stick. Seven RBIs for Leffler. Does have three doubles and two triples. One home run on the season for the Red Storm, and that's by Carter Rosine. He's on deck. Swing and a miss. Good cut there by Leffler. I had uh, the good fortune of having Ian's two older brothers 
in the uh, Legion program in the summer with me. The good baseball family, the Lefflers. Two and two now to Ian. Harlan checks Jenks at second, comes to the plate, out of the zone. Outside of the left, right-handed hitting Leffler. That fills it up 3-2. He just, you know, the game's changed since maybe five years ago when oh, I graduated. Boy, has it. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this freshman right here, I- I'm already impressed. Ian Leffler, he just steps in the box, and-, and he doesn't look overmatched. Ooh, boy, just off the outside part of the plate. So the walk to Leffler loads him up. For Carter Rosine, cleanup hitter, first baseman for the Red Storm. The battery today for Knoxville behind the plate is Peyton Mitchell, and we've already talked about Colt Harlan. So now you got base loaded, and your number four hitter for United is coming to the plate, and this is not a small gentleman by any means. No, Carter's a big fella up out of the zone. Missing high so far is uh, is Harlan. A little extra juiced up today. You usually miss high when you're all juiced up. That That's correct. Just a junior is the batter, Carter Robson. But he comes in toting a 324 average, like you said. Oh, boy. A little blooper. It's going to get to the gap all the way to the wall and under. So that will be a ground rule double. Is that a homer? That's a grand slam homer. I well, I've got, a, I've got a pole kind of in my way here from the press box. And <laughs> I see them throw their hands up. I thought it went under the fence. That's a grand slam home run by Carter Rosine. That's his second dinger of the season. Ooh, and gets United out on top. Four to nothing. Carter Rosine takes a 1-0 pitch out over the fence in left center. He wasted no time. Jumped on the senior's first delivery. Wow. Yeah, with the, with the chain link fence in front of me, I couldn't tell how high it was. It never did really get super high, I don't think. That's a pretty good shot by Rosine. Now the lead is 4 nothing for United. Still nobody out. And at the plate, Nolan Jinks. A.J. Jinks, leadoff hitters. Younger brother. United has scored some runs. The, uh, offense hasn't really been an issue for the most part. Of course, you're going to have those games. First out of the... Any recorded by the Knoxville Bullets, ground ball to the second baseman, Sawyer Tucky across the first baseman, Jackson Schultz, four, out number one. I mean, United has put some runs up. They put, they put 14 runs up against Nazareth Academy, who is the number one team in the state of Illinois. Yeah, and if you score 14 runs, uh, and, and just lost a nail by them because it was, what, a 15-14 ball game, I believe, so back on April 1st. Yeah, a big uh Big comeback late in the game. First pitch to Nick Terrell, who's digging in. Second baseman for the, the Red Storm is taken for a strike. Left-handed hitting Nick Terrell. Nick a junior. And now time call. Nick leads the team in base on balls, so uh, patient approach here. Kind of that second leadoff guy after cleanup hitter. Exactly. In the dirt. Ball one, one and one to Terrell. Four nothing, grand slam home run by Carter Rosine. He's going to give pitcher Tanner Rogers at least a four-run lead before he even gets to the mound. Instant offense. A little flare over the shortstop's head. Out to the left fielder, out number two. Caught out there by Braden Downs. So now two away. Maybe Harlan has settled in a little bit here. Brings up Carson Horner. 
who himself totes a 350 average. <laughs> pretty good averages up there. Yeah. Horner, junior. Nolan Jenks at 394, a junior. Freshman Ian Leffler and junior Roger Rosine. Well, this Red Storm team came in with one home run. And it was the aforementioned <laughs> Carter Rossi. <laughs> yeah, he has just doubled the team's total in a, in a matter of one swing. <laughs> one zero pitch, fouled out of play up over the first base dugout. Yeah, boy, they've got this place. The dugout's got some nice, you know, stone brick dugouts. The press box is beautiful. The press here. box is beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. Nice facility they got. High school, brand new school. We do a lot of games in the gymnasium inside there. Another foul this time out of play down the first baseline. You know, I was listening to Coach Reed's interview a little bit, and I kind of got all my weather app, and I seen it's 82 degrees. The wind is actually blowing out to right field at 10 mile an hour, but Carter just turned on that ball and drove it to left. <laughs> it was exactly really high. I couldn't really pick it up over the chain link fence in front of us here in the press box. I didn't couldn't tell if it was out or not. And strike three taken by. Carson Horner. That ends the inning, but in the inning for the United Red Storm, four runs on two hits. There was an error in there. No runners left on base. After half an inning of play, it's the United Red Storm four. Knoxville Blue Bolt zero. We'll be back here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. Welcome back to Knoxville High School. Lincoln Trail Conference Baseball here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. Four nothing United. A grand slam home run by Carter Rosine has given Tanner Rogers a pitcher for the United Red Storm. A four-run lead to work with before he throws his first pitch. Defense for the United Red Storm in the outfield. Left fielder, number 23, A.J. Jenks. In center field, number 16, Kelton Ryan. And in right field, number 5, Carson Horner. On the infield from third to first for the Red Storm. Third baseman, number 21, Ian Leffler. Shortstop, number 3, Derek Sargent. Second baseman, number 6, Nick Nick Terrell. First baseman, number 32, Carter Rosine. The battery for United this afternoon. Behind the plate, number 14, Nolan Jenks. And on the mound, number 12, Tanner Rogers. What's the uh, numbers on Mr. Rogers, Mr. Wyman? Well, Tanner comes in as a sophomore. He's uh, he's toting a two-on-one record himself. 268, or excuse me, 268 ERA, which is kind of impressive. He's a uh, southpaw on the mound for United. Uh, got some really good numbers. Uh, in 15 and two-thirds innings, He's got 27 strikeouts. That's pretty and good. If that don't jump out at you, nothing ever will. 27 <laughs> strikeouts in just a, a tick under 16 innings. That's just about, carry the two, divide by four. That's just about two an inning. That's, that's impressive. We were just talking about one an inning is nice. One and a half inning is great. Right. Two right. an inning is spectacular. Yeah, two an inning gets you out of chance. Yeah, it sure does. First pitch swung on a miss by Bo Honeycutt. Swings the first pitch from Rogers. 0-1 now on Bo Honeycutt, who's having a nice season. As uh, he's had a nice career, or he's a freshman. Freshman. Yeah, there was another. I think there was another Honeycutt. And I talked here, to right? Coach Reed about this pre-game, and I said, "You had a Bo Honeycutt." When I seen freshman on our staff, I said, "You had a Bo Honeycutt," and and he said, "Well, was you thinking of uh, Bo Law or somebody else?" And I said, "Ah, the Honeycutt name rings a bell to me." Yeah. for oh, it hit it hit Honeycutt in the back foot there. And now Coach Mullen wants – I think I have a discussion on this. Honeycutt did a smart thing. He took off right for first base. <laughs> he's already heading back, though, or maybe he's getting rid of the well, – Yeah, yeah, they're going to bring him back. That was a nice try there by Honeycutt. <laughs> he's in the dirt. 
he kind of lifted his foot up and headed straight for first. Well, you're in the leadoff, man. You yeah, have to set right. the table no matter how you can do it. You have to set the table. That's part of the job. They can only bring you back. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> I admire it. Two of us. Well, they can say he's on. They can say he swung at it. Okay, that makes sense. He's having a brief conversation. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, they get all his stuff back on. Colton Harlan. What stuff did you wear back in the day? Uh, barely batting gloves. Couple, back in those couple days. of sweatbands, maybe, and, and some batting gloves. <laughs> they got elbow guards. They got shin guards. It's foul straight back, straight back. I think uh, Rogers got a little bit too much of the zone on that one-two pitch to <laughs> he got there. It's one of the ones where you let it go. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, he gets the ball back. One-two pitch on the way. Ground ball between short and third. Third baseman can't quite make the play on the high bounce. And Honeycutt will reach on an error. Well, if you're not sure, you just you're gonna have to chip away. We talk about it all the time. You can't get it all back in one swing. The uh, Blue Bullets have scored 21 runs. No, let's see. They got uh, 14, 11. Where's 26, 40, 46 runs in the last four games. So they've been scoring a lot here lately. Swung on a miss. Big cut by Colton Harlan. Trying to get all four runs back on that one swing. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what we talked about. You can't get it back on one swing. You're going to have to chip away, maybe drive the ball to the to the other way. Bound off of the foot, as I was just, you know, making light of all the, the uh, equipment that the, 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 the batters wear. <laughs> Fouled off a pitch on his uh, front foot that that stinks. That Bo Honeycutt would have had protected with that protective gear down there. And Coach Reed will make his way out. The good news is it's 82 degrees and not 42 degrees because it hurts worse. Ah, yeah, he's in a little, he's uncomfortable. You know, you, you touched on how things equipment-wise might have been different uh, back in the day when I played, but, man, I tell you what's changed that I like. I wish I had a walk-up song. <laughs> well, I don't know what it would have been. I was going to say, what was your walk-up? As we, we've got some time here because Cole Marlin's still getting <laughs> – his uh, ankle looked at that he fouled the pitch off. And what would have been <laughs> I can't even your remember. walk-up song back oh, in, back in what would be the late 90s when you played, early 2000s? Don't I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a walk-up song. <laughs> well, you, you, you've you seen it at the Legion level. You you coached many years, and, and Mike Leary over there in Mama did a fantastic job. But every kid had a different walk-up oh, yeah. song. Oh, yeah, it was enough to keep track of. They'd want to switch it up. No, sorry. Yeah. Once you got it, I'm not messing with it. Swinging this by Harlan. Still uncomfortable. And and I actually just now noticed he's the pitcher, so he's uncomfortable now. Now right. it's going to – and already, you know, being uh, – you, you heard Coach Reed talk about the pregame interview, being shorthanded with some sickness and, and some sore arms. You can't afford to lose Harlan after one inning. No, you really can't. Throw over to keep Honeycutt close at first is – Digging in now is the catcher, Peyton Mitchell. Hopefully Colton can get over there and not say that he's going to get trainer treatment, but maybe get it walked off. There goes the runner. And couldn't get out of his glove. No one jinxed. Couldn't quite get the ball out of his glove, so a stolen base by Honeycutt in well ahead of the uh, of the throw. Jinx. Really good jump by Bo. He timed the left-hander. That was really, say. That was really good job by, by Bo Honeycutt. 
that left-hander is always a tricky, tricky proposition. So 1-0, the pitch was a ball to Mitchell. And nothing in the zone, but called a strike again. I did a game, uh, what was it, Monday, I did the Monmouth Roseville-Gelsberg game at uh, beautiful Sunberg Field, and there, was, yes. there wasn't a pitch all day long called above the belt, not one. We've already seen now, hit by a pitch, is Peyton Mitchell. So he's going to take his base, put two runners on for the Blue Bulls with one away. Runners on first and second. Yeah, there was, a, there so was, was not a tough one zone. pitch. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was maybe one ball length, one ball width above the belt. That was it all day. So far, I've already seen two strikes, letter high here. Yeah, you're right. And but I could say you got to adjust. You, you do have to adjust. I mean, you figure it out as the game goes along. But... Outside corner for a strike. And all my... In all my years of being behind the plate during games and being up here in the press box during games, I've never seen an umpire miss a call. <laughs> so, there. I used to have to say that when I was coaching. I'm not coaching anymore, so now I can say whether <laughs> it's a fly ball out to right field caught. Runners will tag. The runner from second will go to third, and holding at first is Mitchell. So, Schultz flies down. Nice little play there by the right fielder, Carson Horner, drifting over in the gap between E and center fielder Kelton Ryan. It's out number two. Again, Honeycutt moves up to third. Now we'll see if Coach Reed gets Mitchell down to second in scoring position. Your runner's on first and third. What is uh, Nolan Jenks' throwing out stats? Uh, yeah, not good. 41 stolen bases and only six times was the runner caught. So 13% on the throwout anyway, let alone in a situation like this. So right. I would imagine they're not going to throw Swung on a miss by Braden down. Well, he didn't go on that first pitch. And I was looking to see if maybe the wheels were in motion. Uh, they are probably here. I don't know if he didn't get a good jump, but i got to believe Coach Reed's pushing. There he goes. And fouled straight back. So, I don't know if it's one of those. I don't know if maybe down says the steal sign or the hit and run was on or if it's just a steal. And if you can, if it's a good pitch, go ahead and take a hack out. I mean, there's many different ways to play that. Now I wouldn't be surprised if Rogers doesn't throw over here. Nope. High. Runner not going and cold. Strike three again. High in the zone. Another high strike. Or out number three. So Rogers pitches out of a little runners on the corner jam with two away. No runs in the inning. No hits. There was an error and two runners left on base. After one full inning of play here from Knoxville High School, it is the United Red Storm four, Knoxville zero. We'll be back in one. Welcome back to High School Baseball here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRM. We do have a pitching change for the Blue Bullets. So Harlan, Colton Harlan, who fouled that ball off his ankle, has to come out of the game. In the ball game now is Camden Tuthill. What's uh, what's the numbers on Mr. Tuthill? Well, the sophomore, Camden Tuthill, comes in with uh, 10.50 ERA. He's got no record, um, kind of being forced into action here. Um, he's only thrown two and two-thirds innings on the game, or on the season, excuse me, but uh, he, he does have a couple of strikeouts. He's just he's going to have to force United into putting the ball in play and seeing if his battery behind him can't make some plays. Yeah, it's one of, I mean, I, it's early in the ball game, don't get me wrong, and, I, and I'm not saying one iota that, that Coach Reed is like, well, let's just throw this one away. But you're down 4 nothing in the second. you got a game tomorrow. Uh, you're already down a pitcher due to illness, and now your starting pitcher here. Well, and you game touched one on of, it. Of the, of the two-game series is out. I mean, yeah. what do you do? You lost your starter. Are you pitching with a full-run deficit tonight or not? Hopefully, 
he'll have him available tomorrow because it is another conference game tomorrow. But you touched on it. Not only do you lose your starting pitcher after one inning, but you lost your number two hitter in the lineup. So there's resounding effects here. But hopefully Camden Teto can come in, uh, get control of this lineup, and, and, and let his fielders make some plays. Yeah, like a two and two thirds inning for uh, Camden, the sophomore. Tons of tons of young pitching here on both sides. I know, uh, basically the the conference pitchers are Tanner Rogers and uh, Ian Leffler. AJ Jinks also in there as well. So you've got a sophomore, a freshman, and a senior out of those three. Uh, the three guys that have thrown the most innings for Knoxville. Two of those kids are freshmen. We got some young pitching. Right, and, and I gotta believe, and we don't know what tomorrow holds, but I gotta believe Rick's planning on going with Bo Honeycutt tomorrow, I would assume. Yeah, I, I would think so. And unofficially, I had uh, Colton Harlan at uh, 19 pitches, so that's really not going to be an issue if he were to be able to rebound tomorrow. Right, right. Foul all right off the fifth. Tanner Rogers, pitcher for United, fouls one off just above the fifth. He was expecting that one to break a little bit, never did break. Stayed in on it. No one won the count. So... Uphill on Knoxville. And I would have liked to have thought, due to injury, that Camden could have thrown as many warm up pitches as he needed, yeah. I would think. I would think so, too. And misplayed in left field. Misplayed in left field by Braden Downs on just a uh, just a uh, routine pop up. Braden Downs drops it. So a two base error on Downs. And that, that bit him. And the five, they had a five-run lead against Ridgewood talking with, or excuse me, against uh, Ridgewood. Yeah, against Ridgewood on on uh, Wednesday. Had a five-run lead and gave that one away, losing it 10-6 and 10 errors, according to Coach Reed. Ball one to Kelton Ryan, the nine-hitter for United. Well, and the bad thing is for, you know, uh, Colton Tuthill being thrust in action, like we just talked about. You, you need plays behind you, and yes. unfortunately, three pitches in, the play wasn't made behind him. Up the middle, knocked down. Here comes a runner trying to score. It's going to be cut off. So an infield single by Kelton Ryan. Good base running there by Rogers. Gets him around to score to make it five to nothing. And Ryan will be safe at first on the, on the infield single. Didn't quite get through. Second baseman and, and shortstop converged on it, and now one of them, one of them got a glove on it. At least slowed it down, but actually that probably made it worse <laughs> as far as Rogers coming around to score. If that squeaks through and gets to the center fielder, they probably don't send me more. They have a play. Right, just a good job of heads up base running by Rogers. He seen that the, the ball was still on the ground, and he challenged him. You can do that with a four run lead. Rolls the. Uh, Red Storm line up right back to the top of the order for A.J. James. He singled and scored back in the first inning. On the grand slam by Carter Rosine. Ball two up in the zone. Which I uh, I hesitate to say up in the zone. We've seen a couple strikes up in the zone. Right. <laughs> we certainly have. 2-0 and o pitch on the way. Fly ball to center field. Right past the center fielder and caught Jacob Morris for out number one. No advancement by Ryan at first. That'll bring up Derek Sargent. One thing I know United has done very well in their recent run of success is run the bases very well. Just 19 stolen bases for United. And against a young club. And right. base running is a field thing, which is mostly comes out of your juniors and seniors. A lot of freshmen and sophomores get in time. There goes the runner up in the zone. No throw. What a huge jump off the uh, 
again, a pitcher, uh, a sophomore pitcher that, that hasn't uh, it hasn't thrown a bunch of innings at the varsity level probably. He got a huge jump on him there. Yeah, he really did. Timed it well. He was just gone. <laughs> so runner at second now with one away. High, one and one. First pitch called a strike on the pitch that Ryan took off on. Five up in United, top of the second inning. One away. One one count, runner at second for the Red Storm. Pitch, curveball, hung, popped up on the infield, shortstop. It's Bo Honeycutt will slide over, make the play. For out number two. Brings up Ian Leffler, walked and scored. Back in the first inning. Not bad job here so far by Mr. Todd Hill. No, he's throwing strikes, and that's what you got to have if you're Knoxville defensively. Um, you said it. You, and I was. I think there was a pitch I was going to talk about your the point you made when you're a young pitcher like this, and you, I'm sure Coach Reed told you to go off those strikes. That's all I want you to do is go off those strikes. You got to make plays behind you. Yeah, you really very do. important. You can't drop balls in the outfield. No, you cannot. No, I mean, you know, almost under any circumstance, you you shouldn't be doing that, but. Uh, Stuff happened, but he's he's gathered himself up nicely here and got two quick outs. Left for a 0-1 count, fouls off the first one. Two away, running in scoring position, not a big lead at second there for Ryan. And just off the outside edge, hmm. one and one on the right-handed hitting. He enough for the freshman out of the three-hole four head coach Ryan Molick. Coach Molick has 118 wins in his career. Fly ball to the left. That's deep. That is deep and gone. A home run from Ian Leffler as he continues. He continues his surge. The freshman, that is his first career varsity home run for Ian Leffler. Congratulations to Ian. He's having one heck of a freshman season here, especially the last two weeks. I'm not sure there's anybody in our in our local area that's had a hotter two weeks than Ian has. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I said it back in the first inning. He just he, he doesn't step into the box looking like a freshman. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not knocking freshmen by any means, but I'm just saying the kid looked composed yeah. the moment he stepped in that box. Been around the game a lot. Leffler's uh, Nolan and then it hits the batter, Carter Rosine, who Ooh. grand slammed home. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. This kid hits a grand slam. There was a home run hit in front of him. And and, and, and we know that. We yeah, know that. Coach Mullick's actually laughing at, at, at Coach Reed. He probably said, what's going on, man? Yeah. On. I mean, the drama is there. We know that Camden Tadhill did not. Did yeah. Not it See, Coach Mullick's over <laughs> laughing with Coach Reed right now. Because I can guarantee you if he was going to hit him, he wouldn't hit him with a curveball. <laughs> no. You know? No. No. <laughs> That'll bring up Nolan Jake. I just had to giggle about the yeah, situation. I did, too. I thought the same thing. First pitch to Jinx. Outside for ball one. It is seven nothing after the two-run homer by Ian Laffer. Again, his first career home run. Now, older brothers Nolan and Avery came through this uh, Red Storm baseball program, had really good careers. Both of them went on out the middle to the second baseman. A little flip to the shortstop, a little flip, but caught for the force out at second. That will end top of the second inning. Three runs in the inning for the Red Storm on a pair of hits. There was an error in there and a runner left on base. After one and a half innings of play, it's all united here early on. 7-0, and we'll be back in one minute. 
Welcome back to Knoxville High School. 7-0 United after their first two at-bats. A grand slam home run by Carter Rosine in the first inning and then a two-run homer. First of his career for the freshman Ian Leffler in the top half of the second inning. So 7-0. The Blue Bulls come to the plate here in the second inning. It'll be the 6-7-8 hitters in the order. Jacob Morris, Tanner McGarry, and defensive or uh, designated hitter Jonathan Peppers. Morris will lead off against Rogers in his second inning at work. Swing and miss by Jacob Morris. That is what the kids call a sword, I think, right? We've well, talked about that. that sword. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the fact that Jacob asked for an appeal down in the first base umpire. <laughs> I did uh, popped up. Is it going to stay in play? Nolan Jenks has lost. It's behind us here in the press box. So 0-2 st- now. You stay there. I'll protect you. <laughs> I, did, uh, I did the Mama Knox game on Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon with uh, Nathan Beliva, who was the uh, play-by-play guy for the Peoria Chiefs for several years. Oh, right. On right. the radio. He's the SID at Monmouth College. And I, uh, it was a swing and miss. Good pitch from Rogers. Gets Morris down on strikes. Yeah, we've met him. I, yeah. Um, good dude. I used the word sword a couple times during the ball game, and he just got the biggest kick out of it. He said, I don't think I've ever – he said, I know the, the account you follow on Twitter is Pitching Ninja. He's the one that came. Yeah, he's the one that came up with the term sword. Okay, I got it a little bit. He's like, I didn't think anybody else thought of pitching ninja. I said, Oh yeah, oh yeah. First pitch to Tanner McGarry is up and in, all one to Tanner. With one away here in the bottom of the second inning. Now you know. Now you'll have to kind of keep an eye out. What a seven-run lead does 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 Coach Molick uh, keep Tanner Rogers on a short leash here? To, try to save pitches. That's, that's a good point. That's a very good point, especially when you are developing a pitching staff like really both teams are right. at this point. And you've got the quick turnaround conference game yep. tomorrow morning yep. at 10 o'clock. Yep. Especially here early on at 7. you got to get to at least 5. you got to get to at least a 5th. Strike taken by McGarry, so it's 2-1 and one now to Tanner. you got to get to at least a 5th for the 10-run rule. I believe it's a 15-run rule after 3 or 4. So if you're Coach Moley... You want to get to that 15 mark as quickly as you can. Fouled straight back by McGarry. That evens the count at 2-2 two, two with one away. Well, if you keep keep hitting home runs, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back, honestly, with the pitch count, puts a whole new spin on it, it as really far does. as trying to get it. It used to be, well, let's get to that 10-run mark, and then we'll take off the gas. We'll well, right. Inning. Now, if you can get a game down to three or four with a 15-run lead, you try to get to 15 now instead of 10. You, you it do. looks terrible running up 12 runs, but, you, but you've got to look out for yourself. You have to look out for yourself and your team. It's, it's strategy now. Good shot up the middle. It's going to fall right in front of the center fielder for the first hit of the game for the Knoxville Blue Bulls. Tanner McGarry with the hit, a 130 hitter. That's his uh, fourth hit of the season. One away. That'll bring up Jonathan Peppers, a designated hitter for the Blue Bulls. Peppers, an 071 hitter. Got a hit on the season. Rogers, ground ball right at the first baseman. It's going to be foul. Well, that's that's where you want your coaching to get to, where you don't even have to coach base. Coach Reed has sent his uh, assistants out. He's going to have to leave the dugout. That's that's where you got a mate right there. He's, huh? a, he's a pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has a job, correct? That's right. Swung on a miss by Peppers, so he's down in the count 0-2. No, I mean, I see Rick as the. Coach Reed, anyway, has the take the bull by the horns 
type of coach. I'm yeah, shocked that he's not he's down there out there somewhere. Yeah. Swallow and a miss. Strikeout number two of the inning. Number four of the ball game for Rogers. Four out of the five outs recorded have been via the strikeout. Now to bring up the Blue nine Bullets. hitter, Mitchell Parrish, third baseman. For the Blue Bullets. Two away runner on first, Tanner McGarry. One out single. Still there. Not a big lead for Tanner. Swung on a miss at a high pitch from Tanner Rogers. Let's say Rogers was is he the one with almost two in inning? That's one yeah. Yeah. Twenty seven out of fifteen. Yeah. He's got two in the first, two in the second year. So he's, he's on his average. Right on his average. And he's up oh two after a swing and miss to Mitchell Perry. I'd be willing to bet we're not going to see a waste pitch here. He's probably just going to attack no. Mr. Parrish yep. with a fastball here. Using old, you know, old baseball terms, styled straight back. You know, you don't mess. You just don't mess around with the nine hitter. Just now, go granted, down. the game has changed to where there's some nine hitters. We did the college game the other day, and, and uh, Mama College is like third best hitter sitting out of the nine hole. It's a whole different deal now. Right, and, and I'm sure that Coach Molick has told him in the dugout. Um, I would love to save as many pitches out of you, young man, as I can. Yep. Let's just go in attack mode. Yep, because I think both teams are really busy next week. We'll take a look at the schedule when we come back. Striking out is Mitchell Parrish. Third strike out of the inning. Fifth for the ball game for Tanner Rogers. In the inning, no runs on one hit. There were no errors and a runner left on base. Two full innings of play completed at Billy Knott's Field in Knoxville. Seven up in United. We'll be back. Welcome back. Day in 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM as we get set for the third inning here from Knoxville High School. All Red Storm here early on. Four runs in the first, three runs in the second, giving them a 7 nothing lead. And you're just joining us here after the uh, 5 o'clock hour. Pitcher Camden Tuthill on for Knoxville. A starting pitcher, Colton Harlan, fouled a, fouled a ball while batting off his foot. And uh, had to leave the ball game, but an already shorthanded staff today for Coach Reed and their Knoxville Wubble. Yeah, uh, really going to make Coach Reed earn his income today. Uh, <laughs> Trying, you know, he's going to have to have some moving parts. Still looking forward to tomorrow's game. So there's there's a lot of things going on today. First pitch swinging, Nick Terrell pops up on the infield. Shortstop coming back and makes the play. So one out, one pitch, one out for Tuthill, who. Uh, Looked like he was going to cruise his way out of that second inning before giving up that two-run uh, homer to Ian Leffler. Well, pitching strikes, and I'm sure you and I talked about it on the air and off. That's all he wants out of Cut Hill today. Just throw strikes, get a little experience out there, my man. That's right. First pitch to Carson Horner is a cold strike. Well, and coaches will tell you, every every experience is a learning experience. You know, you've seen it at your legion level, you know. there's a There's a time to teach and coach. And every opportunity is a chance to learn something. Uh, yeah, we, uh, of course, didn't get to the game started really early, so we didn't get to the pregame interview from Coach Mollick. But talking to him this morning on the morning show, he said that exact same thing. It's, it's ironic that you swung on a miss by Horner, puts him down in the count one-two with one away here in the top of the third. He brought up the same thing. I just want my guys to get as much game experience as possible, go through each scenario so when it happens again, whenever that might be, he won't be surprised. Right. Fouled off the plate, staying alive as Horner went down looking to end the first inning for the Red Storm. On deck, pitcher Tanner Rogers. <laughs> if you're Coach Mulvick, you're like, do not, do not foul one off your foot with a seven-run lead, Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> In the dirt for ball two. He was it up at 2-2. 
I'm surprised Coach, uh, Coach Mulligan isn't talking to Coach Reed. Hey, can I get that ankle guard from you guys real quick? Yeah. To use this half in yeah. You know, we're friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fouled off at the plate again. Oh, corner stays alive. That was looked like that was almost fouled off his foot. And I think it might have as he's kind of rolling over his ankle there a little bit. <laughs> can be a tough game sometimes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> The toughest game. It's the hardest game in the world, man. Hitting that, hitting that round ball with that round bat. Absolutely. Toughest game. A swung and a miss. Good pitch from Roger, or excuse me, from Tuthill. Got him to fish on something outside and in the dirt. Confidence builder there for Tuthill. Two away now in the top of the third inning, and up comes Tanner Rogers. His fly ball to left field that was dropped by the left fielder kind of opened up the floodgates there in that third or second inning. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, left fielder at that time couldn't make the play. Uh, Camden still did his job throwing strikes. In the dirt. Misses with the first pitch. Now in the dirt with the second. 2-0 to Rogers. United, 5-6 and six on the season. 1-1 one one in Lincoln Trail Conference play. This is a conference game. Normally, there's doubleheaders on Saturdays for your division. Two divisions in the LTC. Fouled out of play. 2-1 now to Rogers with two away here in the top of the third. And uh, United has problems all night, so they didn't want to play two in one day, so they split them up, one tonight and then one tomorrow, give the boys extra time. I always say the spring coaches, it's it's prom. The fall coaches, it's homecoming. Right. All coaches hate homecoming. Sure. In the spring, coaches hate coaches hate prom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The winter coaches got it made. That, that prom <laughs> will be there after we play two. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I, I I know my my oldest son had a doubleheader at Monmouth College against Rockridge, his senior prom, and extra innings of course, fouled up another play. Extra innings of course, and the games were long, and they had to go. All the boys had to go to the promenade where you walk through the gymnasium, get the pictures taken, sure, in their uniforms for prom. Oh. So they went with, with their dates <laughs> in their you know dirty, got eye black, running down the face, yeah. but kind of a neat picture. And yeah, nice at bat by Rogers, milks a walk. Out of that at bat, and that brings up the nine hitter, Kelton Ryan. And again, like I, like I've always said, back in the old days, you know, you were like, "That's a good at bat because that gets your nine hitter up, get him out of the way." But you it's a whole different game now. Turn yeah. over the lineup. Right. Yeah. You know, you got Eli Vansel's going to courtesy run for Tanner Rogers. You are allowed to courtesy run for the pitcher, and I thought the catcher too. But I've done a few games this spring. And the catchers have been running for themselves. So maybe it's just a pitcher thing now. I'm not sure. Or it's an option, one or the other. Well, I caught back in the day, and if I was told that I was getting a courtesy runner, I probably would have said, well, then I'm not catching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the fun part of the year is running the baseball, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. Courtesy runner comes out. No, I'm not coming out. No, I'm not coming dribbler. out. It's going to roll foul on the, uh, again, grass baselines here. At Knoxville High School, that's got to be a, a a chore, keeping grass where the runners run the whole ball game. There, that's got to be a chore. Yeah, yeah. You see where um, the first there's a little bit of a path kind of wore down the first right, baseline. Right, you can see that. Yep. That's got to be a chore. You probably have to re you know reseed it. You got to do all kinds of stuff. Well, I'm, I'm sure. sure they roll it. Who whoever huh. takes care of these facilities? And I think Coach Reed. Is it Reed? I think Reed, I think Coach Reed, Reed actually takes care of his own stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just done a wonderful job. You don't think he puts more time in here than he does, like the football field or maybe the basketball court or anything? I couldn't speak to that. 
Uh, truthfully, <laughs> surely no Knoxville administration. But I wouldn't blame to him our, to our broadcast today. <laughs> Let's just say that I wouldn't blame him if he paid more attention to this particular area. Oh, one pitch to Ryan after the foul ball. There goes the runner. Ball pitch in the dirt. Throw down a second. Good throw down. That's a great throw by the catcher. Uh, that is Peyton Mitchell. Boy, that was quick delivery. And you and I have both uh, you and I have both been behind the plate. I'm, I, that was a nice play. That was very nice. Yeah, I. Come away impressed. Thrown out, stealing is Tanner Rogers. So Kelton Ryan will lead off the top of the fourth inning. We are seven nothing United after two and a half innings of play. Here we'll come back to the bottom of the third in one minute. Welcome back to high school baseball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. United and Knoxville Wickenshaw Conference action tonight here on the Friday. Beautiful night at the ballpark. Going to get a little rain this weekend. I know there's some teams around our area that moved up their games from tomorrow to today. Uh, say no lights here. You probably could have started at four and maybe got two games in. I know sometimes they shorten the doubleheaders on like a weekday to five innings, play two fives. Probably could have got two fives in, but I think the weather's not supposed to look bad until maybe later in the day, so they should be good in the morning. In fact, 10 a.m. I think I think start. they will be good tomorrow morning, yeah. Maybe a little crisp. But... Stop. Excuse me, certainly playable. Top of the order for the Blue Bullets. It's going to be Bo Honeycutt reached on an error. The first thing on the ground ball to third. So you're top of the lineup for the bullets. You got to make something happen here. Swanamus by Honeycutt. Rogers already with five strikeouts out of six outs recorded. Looking a little lefty there. Yeah. Only what would we say he? What's uh, what's Tanner? Just a sophomore. Yeah, he's got got all kinds of all kinds of time. For his high school career, so he's only going to get even better probably. This time, a little backdoor curveball, trying to catch the outside corner. Blue, I've been there all day. On the on the uh, right-handed hitting honeycut, a little looper there, tried to catch that corner on the uh, outside part of the plate. And now busting inside, this is inside, just about hit honeycut. It evens it up at 2-2. Trying to get something going here. Already down 7-0 here in the bottom of the third inning. Another looping curveball, this time fouled into the third base dugout of Knoxville. you got to get some traffic on the base pass, make things happen. Um, we talk about it all the time. You can't get it back in one swing. Set the table, get some guys in motion, create havoc. Good things will happen if you do that. Base runners are 2-2 pitch, swung on a strikeout of Honeycutt. That is the third straight strikeout by Rogers at his sixth of the game. And uh, besides the single by Tanner McGarry, that would have been that would have been uh, five straight strikeouts for Rogers. I'm not going to lie; it looked like Tanner reached back for a little extra there, yeah. and just threw straight. Yeah, more giddy up there on that one. Yeah, he brings up in the Tuthill, swings and misses at the first one. Tuthill, yeah, just one plate appearance so far this season, but kind of thrust into action here after Tuth- after Colton Harlan, the starting pitcher for Knoxville, fouled on off his foot back in the first inning, swung on a miss by Tuthill again, 0-2. And now Rogers, one pitch away from his fourth straight strikeout. Pitch on the way, swung on a miss by Tuthill. Two away here in the inning, seven strikeouts for Rogers. And that'll bring up Peyton Mitchell, who was hit by a pitch. This first at bat in the first inning. 
and normally, especially especially looking at United, they're the staple of Coach Mullick's program. He's like I say, won a couple regionals, got to a sectional, and technically probably should have had a good oh. chance to get to. I was outside. wondering if we were going to get through the whole day <laughs> yeah. without mentioning that outside corner strike on the right-handed hitting Peyton Mitchell by Rogers gets uh, gets him ahead in the count. Oh one. Such an unfortunate oh, uh, man. event in the dirt ball one. Uh, for folks that don't know, listening in, United made it to the sectional semifinal last year. Uh, had tied the game up in the top of the of the inning, headed to the bottom of the inning, and the rain came. Swanamus one and two now on Mitchell, uh, and the rain came. So when the game is called, and it was a torrential downpour, when the game was called, you have to revert back to the previous inning that was completed. And United was down after that inning. But a caveat to that story, if I could piggyback onto mm-hmm. it, was they had an opportunity to go to an all-weather field, and and kudos to the coach that faced United at yeah, the I mean, time. He kind of knew the rules. It's just unfortunate. Swung and missed and dropped in the dirt. Not dropped, but in the dirt. And they'll throw down the first, and mm. the play is made, and the runner runs into the first baseman, and Good sportsmanship shown there after getting getting run over, but that's a strikeout number eight and two three on the putout actually. And that's the end of the inning here in the top of the third inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, no runners left on base. Three up, three down. Four knocks on in the bottom of the third inning. We'll come back in thirty seconds and maybe expand on that story a little bit because now we got the, we got the crowd hanging out on the edge. Now. Absolutely, we'll be back in thirty seconds. Back here at Knoxville High School, your score seven up and through three full innings. We'll. At the top of the fourth here, it'll be United's uh, 9-1-2. Kelton Ryan was at the plate when Tanner Rogers was thrown out stealing to Indy. The top of the third inning, so it'll be Ryan, A.J. Jinks, and Derek Sargent. Again, 9-1-2. For, uh, the batter has to come on this side. you got to get the batter off of this side uh, during the warm-up here. The umpire needs to get him out of there, but he's going to let him stay, I think. Uh, getting back to our story of the sectional semifinal, and boy, I can't believe, for the life of me, I can't remember who United was playing off the top of my head. Uh, I'm drawing um, a blank, too. Yeah, Triopia. There Tri- it is. Yeah. My, Concord Triopia. Concord yeah. Triopia. Uh, it was 5-3 at the end of an inning, but then United came up, scored two runs to tie it, and then it got rained out going into the bottom of the inning. So they reverted back to the inning, giving Triopia the win, and like you mentioned, there was there was a field that was in the Jacksonville area. I think Jacksonville route was the host, so you could have went to the, the Lens Field. Jacksonville, they finished it. Correct. If you know the, the opposing coach, the triopia coach says, "None of my guys. We don't have we don't have turf shoes. You know, we don't have anything we need to move down to that park right now." And there's there was a whole lot of variables. Sure. Yeah. And I, I see both sides. Kelton Ryan now digging in against uh, Camden Tuthill out here for his third inning of work and pounds the strike zone on the outside corner. But that um, uh, that United team was really fun to watch. Yes. They they just hit the ball all over them, all over the field. Very. Very good ball club. Cormac Flynn, you know. Uh, I would like to see him finish it. Here, here's yeah. the thing. Okay, say, okay, we don't move it. That's fine. But let's come back and let's at least come finish back. it. Yeah, yeah, let's come back. Because if it was tied, what do you do? You come back and finish you it. You come back, right. So exactly. why not come back and finish it anyway? I, I just felt it's like post-season. that was an option that wasn't looked at that was disappointing. Out, out of play. For the kids, the run. parents. It's a tough call both ways. If, you, if you're the triopia coach and you, you say, all right, let's go ahead and play, even though you don't have to, your team loses, then you feel like you let your own team down sure. by not taking advantage of it. Yeah. So you're in, a, you're in a tough spot. Yeah, both of course, coaches. United wants to play because they're down at the time, officially. Yes. Reverting. Yeah. It's just a tough situation all around. And, and I don't think, 
I don't think they've done anything to alleviate that that I'm aware of, that situation. It should just be in the rule book, come back and finish it. It's postseason, man. Inside and high. That fills the count up against Kelton Ryan, 3-2 and two to Kelton, hitting out of the nine hole. He singled and scored on the two-run homer by Ian Leffler back in the top of the second inning, the three-run second for the Red Storm. Swallowing him at strikeout by Camden Tuthill. That's his second strikeout. The ball game rolls the, rolls the lineup background of the leadoff hitter, A.J. Jinx. Minus the home run, you had the uncaught ball in left field to begin with that led to the first run, but minus the home yeah, run. Yeah, he'd have been out of the inning. Now yeah. that I look he, at it. He'd have been, yeah, out, of been inning, out of the inning. Yes, and Camden Tuthill has come in, and he's done a really nice job so far for the bullet. Up in the zone, ball one, but a little bit higher than maybe we've seen call, but he's got a high strike zone today. This home plate umpire today. We've been mentioning that since first inning. And I, not to disagree, but I thought that ball was in there. That was in the dirt. 2-0 and now to James. 7 up in United, top of the fourth inning, one away. Look at Jeff, conference baseball. Two teams will meet again tomorrow morning right here at Knoxville. Ooh, good. Good off speed there for a strike. And uh, Jenks kind of rubber leg there. Yeah. You know you throw a good pitch when you see the knees. <laughs> just quickly <laughs> buckle. Just a little <laughs> just a little hesitation. And inside, foul down the third base line. That is Jenks. It's now 2-2 two and two in the count. They're going to head 2-0. and oh. AJ hitting on the season here. What's AJ got? AJ's got uh, hitting 276. He's been on base both times today. Single and an E7. Ooh, good piece of hitting there. Rolls one over to the shortstop, and it gets through. Reached out, prob- probably a strike. Reached to that outside corner and just punched it through the shortstop. Tough call. What are we really calling that one? Well, it's in the hole, but I still feel like you got to make the play. Yeah, I think that's an error. I, I really booked do. it. I booked it as an east. Yeah. And I, I was, I was going that way as well. Of course, we're not the official scorekeeper. No, but that's what, <laughs> at least what I would have said. But that gets a runner on base. He's on uh, first with one away. With Derek Sargent at the plate, taking a little off and up in the zone is Tuthill. He's going to have to find a way to not slow that arm motion down on his off-speed stuff there. That, that giveaway when your arm comes through a little slow. Yes. Yeah. Just because it's a change-up doesn't mean your arm speed changes. Correct. Yeah, you don't want to tip any pitches. Steps off and dives back into first is A.J. Jenkins. Is that called – I don't think – it's obviously not in high school, but that's a detachment now in Major League Baseball. Yes. <laughs> It's not a it's not a pick off. It's not a step no. off. It's a detachment. A detachment. You only get yeah. two of those. So. Yes. <laughs> and it hits Sergeant up and in. Just just grazes the shoulder, and that'll send Jenks down to second, and Sergeant to first. Oh. Yes. Detachment. <laughs> and look who strolls into the box, like he's been playing this game just say that forever. Was- that was a number three senior, number three man in the order senior strut in there into the into the batter's box. Certainly was, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to know his walk-up song. <laughs> Fouls down the third baseline. Swinging at the first pitch was Leffler. Already with a two-run homer, he walked and scored in the first. And then his first career, first high school varsity home run for the freshman, Ian Leffler. 
you know, we talk about these facilities here in Knoxville, which are wonderful, but we could equally say the same thing if we were on the road today at, uh, at United. Yes, absolutely. There's a fly ball that burns the center fielder, bounces off the wall. This one did stay in. I was fooled on one of those ones earlier. That was going to stay in. They're going to send both runners as the throw comes in high. A two-run double by Ian Leffler. That's his fourth RBI of the season, of the uh, game, of the season. And that's good to hustle there by Sargent. He was off the crack of the bat. He knew that was uh, over the center fielder's head. Well, and he quickly tied up Carter Rosine for RBIs on the game. Carter did his in one swing, but... Yeah, Ian has just <laughs> been on absolute fire the, the first two weeks. Of course, he's a freshman. Your first week or two, you're going, yeah, you know, he's played a lot of baseball, but still, it's varsity, varsity yeah. baseball. It's a, new, it's a whole new pressure for well, you. He's, he's been on base all three times. He came in with a, uh, what, 3.53 average on the, on the season. That's only going up. Yeah, and that, that I think it's been 6.50 the past two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Swung on a miss. On the first pitch to Carter Rosine, he's got uh, he's got a home run, a grand slam in the first inning. If I got this number three hitter, number four hitter, if I'm Coach Molek, I'm sleeping well at night. <laughs> yes. What's Carter? What's Carter? He is a uh, he's just a junior, so he'll be back too. There's a fly ball to center. It's going to stay in the park. Caught, tagging, and going to third is Leffler. So a fly out to center field for the second out of the inning by Rosine. Leffler bumps up 90 feet, and that'll bring up Nolan James. Two runs in the inning here for the United Red Storm. Makes it 9-0. Yeah, I got to the uh, total there after the two runs for 9-0. So they are one more run away from that Magic 10 run around. That's why it's important to get that guy to third here with two away. Anything in the dirt maybe kicks away, and you got your 10th run you need. Granny, you still got to go another inning, but you're right. at the 10 mark. Yeah, you're at the 10 mark. All on to Nolan James, which, you know, we're not wishing for a 10-run rule, but if you are united, like we talked about two innings ago, you want to save all the pitching you can. You want to get to that, that run rule as quickly as you can. Not right. going to do it here. Ground ball to second base, over to first. That'll end the inning. Two runs in the inning for the Red Storm. On a two-run double by Ian Leffler, his fourth RBI of the ball game. That makes the score 9 nothing. Heading to the bottom of the fourth inning here at Knoxville. We'll be back in one minute. Welcome back to Knoxville High School as we go to the bottom of the fourth inning. It is seven, excuse me, nine nothing. United attacked on a couple runs there at the top of the fourth inning to make it uh, nine nothing. As we head to the bottom of the fourth inning, it'll be the four, five, six hitters for Knoxville against Tanner Rogers. Rogers threw the first three innings, just one hit. Got eight strikeouts, not walked the batter. Has hit a man, not walked the batter. Pretty good outing here for Rogers. Yeah, he's, he's commanded the zone. He's increased his 2K per inning uh, repertoire. Hitters batting, uh, which kind of slipped by me there in the pregame show. The hitters are only hitting 115 off of Tanner Rogers. That's, that's, that, that's really good. That's, that's like closer type numbers. Right. Ooh, up and in. But that also speaks to your defense as well. Oh, that uh, was retaliation for the gets uh, <laughs> batsman earlier in the ball game. I'm just kidding. It wasn't really high and tight there on Jackson Schultz. And high and tight again this time, swinging and missing is Jackson Schultz. He's in the count at 1 1. Uh, yeah, eight strikeouts, no walks, just one hit. Tanner Rogers. Got two of the five wins this year for United. And hits Schultz. So down to first goes 
Jackson Schultz. If you're Coach Moy, you're like sophomore, <laughs> nine nothing lead. Yeah. It should be anything within six inches of the hitter. I know you still got to work on stuff and you know whatever, but you be hitting people up nine nothing. Yeah. But it's that old adage where you know you get an O2 pitch that somehow gets in the zone and just gets crushed, and everybody in the outside is like, "Why'd they call that right down the middle?" Well, I didn't call that right down the middle. That's where the pitch went. Right. <laughs> so on a miss by uh, Braden Downs. Oh, and one out of Downs with a runner at first. Nobody out bottom of the fourth. Nine nothing United. Knoxville at the plate. Yeah, why would that coach call that pitch right down the middle? Yeah. On O2. They, they never. They never do. <laughs> Just no. so right. our, our listener, listeners at home know, a coach never calls for that, but that's just sometimes how it right. plays out. Just where a high school kid sometimes throws the ball. Yeah. I didn't, he, didn't, he didn't mean for it to go there either. And the swing and miss by Downs. He's down on strikes for the second time tonight and the ninth strikeout for Tanner Rogers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight straight strikeouts as far as outs go for Minus the hits batsman. Yeah, I got it. Hit in there by McGarry and the hits batsman is the only thing separating. A whole bunch of strikeouts in a row. Fouled straight back by Jacob Morris. He struck out back in the second inning. With a single sprinkled in there. Yeah, he's just, he's he's the hits batsman, obviously, plus a single away from a perfect game. It is, (laughs) it is amazing just what throwing strikes does. Just, Just throw strikes, man. Swung on a miss by Jacob Morris. Gets him down in the count, 0-2. Tanner's strike percentage actually coming into this year, or this ball game this season, was only 58%. But I've got him unofficially going into this inning, 45 pitches, 36 strikes. So that is an 80%. That'll bring up that 58. Now pitching the dirt right. to the backstop. So up 90 feet will go Jackson Schultz to second. Yeah, Coach Mullick getting on getting on his catcher a little bit, and it didn't really drop down. And I say you and I have spent many games behind the plate. You got to get them shin guards and get that thing blocked. Yep. And Nolan Jenks, I think he's young, soft freshman or sophomore. Nolan is a. Who's he at? What number is Nolan? This strikeout of Morris for strikeout number ten for the second out in the inning. Nolan J. O.S.K. Jr. I was thinking he was a little younger than me. But, I mean, he, first three years of his, uh, first two years of his high school career, he was behind a pretty good catcher named Cormac Flynn. So, yeah. <laughs> He's just got to get his feet wet here. One of my favorite catchers to watch. But, yeah. <laughs> my favorite athletes to watch, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Goodness. I did a lot of Titan football on Friday nights, so I wasn't, I didn't get the good fortune of watching him play football on right. Friday nights, but. I did. We did have an off night, and I got out to the U and watched Cormick play a little football. Holy cow, was he fun to watch, man. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. on the hardwood. Yeah. It was like eight-man football for Cormick. It was like yeah. there's three less defenders out there. Well, now up is the man solely responsible for this not being a no-hitter. Yeah, that's a good point. The only hit of the ball game, Tanner McGarry. Took it right up the middle. It was a no-doubter, if I remember right. Yeah, he, he lined it. See if he can get himself an RBI. And a good curveball from Rogers, and he runs off the mound over to the bench. Strikeout of McGarry is the 11th on the ball game for Rogers. Three up, three down. Oh, had a hitch batsman in there. Four up, three down. Four Knoxville in the bottom of the fourth. 
No runs, no hits, no errors. A runner left on. We'll head to the fifth inning in one minute. Welcome back to High School Baseball here on a beautiful Friday afternoon. Actually, even a little warm at the ballpark today. I haven't said that for, seems like forever, but a little warm at the ballpark today. And as warm as the United Bats have been. They're up 9 nothing here as we go to the top of the fifth inning, and they come to plate, come to the plate. Uh, one of those situations where you're kind of playing for one run. I don't really think you small ball it, but you're definitely playing for one run here to try to get to that 10-run rule and save some pitching like we talked about. Yeah, I think Coach Merlin's really looking at that like a finish line. Hitters number 6, 7, and 8 coming up for the Red Storm. It will be Nick Terrell who's going to lead things off. Had a chance to talk to Nick's dad, Kevin, a little bit here between innings. Or at least he was razzing us, giving us a little grief. First pitch to Nick, ground ball, slowly hit. Third baseman coming across, going to be a tough play across the diamond. Safe, beats the throw. That's just a really tough play for the infield here, just a slow dribbler, and Terrell runs pretty solid, way faster than his dad, Kevin. Gets down to first base with the infield single. Well, yeah, (laughs) good job of running there. I'm looking down at my roster, and I'm wondering if Coach Mullet didn't Sub in Jake McElwee. Jake? I believe you're right. That doesn't even look like Nick. Now, I can see from the back now that he's facing us with the helmet on. I couldn't quite see it. Yeah, you might be right. Well, I just happened to look. He he turns around. Yeah, I was impressed with the speed down the line. Yeah, Jake's got some pretty good speed. So maybe that was Jake McElwee. You might be right. Wait for him to turn around here. Number 22. Yep. That's him then. Um, Yeah, the umpires don't. uh, they need to give the media some, some breaks here and make sure they tell us who's in the ballgame. <laughs> Do you see those cat-like reflexes? I, I know our listeners at home can't see that, but I'm protecting you up here in this program. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. My wife's at home thinking, crap, I just paid the insurance up. <laughs> You'll be getting a text. Speaking of wife, congratulations on the, uh, what, 28th anniversary? 28th anniversary. Good for you. Yeah, Good speak, for Cheryl. Speaking of a lucky girl. Yeah. yeah. Was we speaking of that? <laughs> no, nobody was. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. So, ground ball. A little hit and run. A little hit and run action to the shortstop. It's going to go through as Jake McElwee, it is McElwee, takes all, goes all the way to third on the hit and run. And a base hit from uh, that was, that was Eli Bansell actually hitting for Carson Horner, too. I didn't notice it was a 10 there. Eli was uh, courtesy running for Rodgers earlier this game. And Eli Bansell gets the single. So Eli's what's Eli a freshman? That is his first varsity hit. Congratulations, Congratulations. to Eli Bansell. Yeah. Many more to come. High and tight on the Rogers. If Rogers glares out at the mound. <laughs> <laughs> Communicating with the with the official. Yeah, that's that's or was as that Luke Moley is concerned, <laughs> that's the big run out there with McAlee. That gets right. ten runs. Up and out of the zone on the left-handed hitting, Tanner Rogers. So two and zero to Rogers. Runners on the corners. Yeah, I don't think uh, Coach Mullick's going to send the runner with a nine-run lead from first. That he's more worried about the runner on third. But there's even a double play ball. That's deep enough. That should score that the should run. Do it. Deep enough left fielder Brent Downs makes the catch, tagging and scoring to make it ten to nothing. Is Tanner Rogers. Tanner's probably like, you know, I, I'm kind of, I'm throwing well today. Yeah, helping I'm the cause. Well. I kind of want to go seven innings here. <laughs> <laughs> Sack fly though, RBI for Tanner Rogers. 
staying at first is Vansel. And that'll bring up Kelton Ryan, the center fielder. 10-0 United here, top of the fifth inning. Two programs, ball one, two Kelton Ryan outside. Two programs that have had some pretty good success here recently. Both of them won regionals last year. Head coach Rick Reed, who was 14-17 and 17, um, last year. Oh, he did not win regionals. Last year was the first year that he's been under 500 since 2014. Right, right. Yeah, like you said, got hardware in 2019, hardware in 2021. And maybe with 2020 not being played, which it's always a gap. It's going to be a gap in everybody's, you know, regional streak. What? Ooh, nice play by the short, the shortstop. And that was really close at first base. That might be a 10 nothing out call there. Well, <laughs> that gets kind of a nice get, play all the way around. Uh, Even Jackson Schultz over there at first with the pick. Yeah, nice scoop there in the third. Yeah, nice play, freshman. That'll bring the top of the order to the plate, A.J. Jinks. Scored a couple times. Reached on a hit in the first. Reached on an error in the fourth. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's always going to be that gap in 2020. I know United, uh, and I think I'm sure Knoxville had solid ball clubs in 2020. That could have been regionals for both of them then, too. Mm-hmm. I know United was really disappointed. They had a really solid team in 2020. Fouled off the plate by Jinx down in the count 0-1 with two away, 10-0, United batting here in the top of the fifth. And looking forward to the bottom half. I think Knoxville's going to have Minus any subbing, Coach Reed might do, but they will have the eight, nine, and one hitters coming up to try and, you know, what we know of right now, maybe scratch one across, keep this game going. Calling time at the plate is A.J. Jinks. Of course, United may not be done scoring. Jinks looks a little flustered there. I think he's um, thinking Tuthill's quick pitching him. I don't think he's quick pitching him. I haven't seen one yet. Fly ball from Jenks. That's going to split the outfielder. That's going to score a run. Goes to the right center gap. Getting into the center fielder. In and now digging for third. That's eh, probably a bad call. He's going to be out where he didn't even have to slide. <laughs> As Coach Mullins now going to have a conversation with AJ. He was thinking three off the three off the bat, man. I don't even think he hesitated going around second. Didn't well, even love him. I'm sure he looked. But, but yeah, good job, Knoxville. <laughs> Hit your cutoff, man, because... At first glance, I thought it was going to be a stand-up yes. triple, and, and, and James had to be thinking, where in that did that throw come from? And it, it beat him by five steps. He didn't even slide. It didn't beat him by so far. He didn't slide. But the double, it's, it's credited with a double, an RBI double, bringing across Eli Vansel, who got his first varsity hit earlier in the inning, makes it 11 and up, and now the Blue Bullets need two runs to keep playing here at Knoxville High School. We'll be back in one minute. Back here at Knoxville High School. Blue Bullets at plate. The hometown Blue Bullets need two runs to keep this thing going as we're 11 up and going into the bottom of the fifth inning. And our broadcast partner, Tony Wyman, said they're at the 8-9-1 hitters in the order. It's like uh, Jonathan Peppers, the DH, will hit for himself. Not a deep, not a, not a whole lot of players on the roster for the Blue Bullets, but and with some sickness and injuries, there's a ground ball down the first baseline foul. Of course, we count at one one. We didn't get Coach Reed in a post game or pregame interview to tip his hand on what he's planning on doing tomorrow. I overlooked. I go with both, Honeycutt, don't you? Well, and I overlooked the fact, you know, having seen Jackson Schultz make that nice play over there at first base. I oh yeah, looking, yeah, yeah. And he actually, Jackson Schultz leads the teams in innings pitched. He's also leading the team in ERA. So Rick could always counter tomorrow. 
with with Jackson Schultz. We just don't know. He did say in the interview that getting a split, getting a split is huge. It's so huge, he's, right? He's playing. He's definitely playing ball up his own two and one to and Peppers. We could see a combination of, of, of both Schultz and Henny Cutsmall, yeah. but also keep in mind that uh, Harlan can come back. He's got innings. If, if he's got he's innings. Yeah. yeah. And a strike out of the pepper, swinging and missing. Oh, no, it's only two strikes. We're on this one. Oh, and it's right. That's right. Pepper struck back, struck out back in the second inning. 11 strikeouts for. And there's a called strikeout. So it took one more pitch to do that. And that is strikeout number 12 out of 13 outs. The only play that the, the uh, Red Storm had to make is the right fielder. Yes, caught a fly ball way back in the first back inning. Back in the first inning, right. Yes. yes. Boy. And now Mitchell Parrish. He's over one with a strikeout back in the second inning. What a outing by Tanner Rogers. Swinging and missing is Parrish. Baseball is such a funny game. And, and this could be the exact opposite tomorrow morning at, at, at 10 a.m. You know, Exactly where I was going with it. Who knows what tomorrow will bring. You right. never know. At any level of baseball, not just high school, especially high school. Well, and that's the beauty. But I mean, at any level. Yeah, it's the beauty of, of being a coach, too. You you have another opportunity tomorrow. As these kids, as coaches, you know, you forget about it, which players can easily get. Yep. Coaches, not so much, yep. but you forget about it. You, you start over tomorrow. And if you're, you're a coach, the wind is blowing absolutely straight out. Dead time. Up in the zone, two and one now to Mitchell Parrish. Is one away. Bottom of the fifth inning, if you're Coach Mullick, you're telling your ball club, tomorrow we don't start with a 10 nothing lead, 11 nothing lead. We're 0 0 tomorrow morning. you got to bring your hitting shoes tomorrow morning, too. You absolutely do, yeah. You don't get to carry runs over. Ooh, boy, that's a good pitch by Rogers. English, little body English there. He looks at the umpire. <laughs> Missing the pitch, 3 and 1. Two pairs. I kind of wanted to know where that missed, too. Ground ball to the second baseman. That's going to stop the strikeout streak. He gets it over there. He beat it out. Slow ground ball to the second baseman, and Parrish beats out the single. So the That's what you do. Play the game hard. You yeah. never know what could happen. Kudos to Parrish for hustling that out. Just a little slow ground ball to, uh, I don't think it's Nick Terrell, unless he re-entered. I can't tell who's out there. I know Jake McAway hit for Terrell. Not sure. no, no. I don't know if Jake is the second baseman or not. I can't see his number. Ooh, line drive to left field. Going to fall in front of the left fielder and get by. So there's one of the runs you need. Yeah, one run's going to score. And getting into scoring position is Bo Honeycutt with a RBI double by Honeycutt. That's what makes the Parrish getting down the line so much more important. You might have given your team an opportunity to continue to this keep game. playing. And getting more, more reps for your freshman and sophomore. Exactly. That makes it 11-1 to one with one away. Camden Tuthill at the plate struck out in his Look only appearance. And stealing third, the throw down. Gets away, and we're going to keep playing. As the error, the error by the catcher on the throw to second, or the throw to third, allows Honeycutt to keep to uh, score. So a stolen base and an E2. It's 11 to 2. We're going to keep playing here. I seen him taking off. I thought, good for you. I mean, he got a great job. So, now this, this is one of those situations where, if, I don't know, if you're Coach Moy, you, you, 
you you didn't steal on first and third. You ended up getting that tenth run anyway. Mm-hmm. And he came around to score, but you didn't steal. Mm-hmm. So you were you were taking the foot off the gas a little bit. And then if you're Coach Reed, yeah, you steal third, <laughs> trying to keep playing. You well, tr- you draw a throw. Yeah, you got exactly what you wanted. With two young ball clubs, it's eleven two. We could be we could be right here saying it's like eleven eight eleven nine in two innings. Who knows? Who knows? It'll be interesting to see the offensive approach from Coach Molig when we uh, take the top half of the next inning. <laughs> yeah, I think if he, at this point, if he gets a chance to get 15 or 16 up there, he's going to. I think he's going to now, <laughs> yes. Such a, it's, you know, the, the rules of baseball and etiquette and playing to win, and now an error on a ground ball to the shortstop. And Camden Cuthill will reach on the bad throw across the diamond from Derek Sargent. If he's still out there, it's short. So that puts a runner on. And Peyton Mitchell at the plate. That's why you never take this game for granted. Yeah. This all started with a with a, a hustle single from Parrish. I was, you know, you could look at it like, you know, if your coach, if your coach Reed, you want, you want, um, you want uh, a Tanner Rogers to throw more pitches, but he's not going to throw tomorrow anyway with the pitch count. Right. So that's right. not helping you any there. Ball one to Peyton Mitchell. Only one out in the inning. It is 11-2. Knoxville's cut the deficit to nine, has a runner on first with one away here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Outside for ball two. And, you know, another, and I, I always think four or five steps ahead. If, if, well, if he throws more innings, now he can't throw for – throws more pitches, now he can't throw for four or five days. But by time, now in the dirt and gets away from the catcher. So ball three and down to second goes Camden Tuthill on the wild pitch. Maybe you wouldn't want him pitching next weekend in another conference game, but he'll be well rested by that right by next weekend. So yes. that doesn't come into play either. Be something I would think about. <laughs> oh, certainly. <laughs> you know, yeah. If I, could get him, if I could get him over ninety, that's like a five day rest. Well, the next conference game for him, he'll throw is next Saturday, which is eight days away. But something to think about. I mean, if you oh, yeah, if but... you weren't if they, if they if they had a conference game like Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, I would definitely try to get him to throw as many pitches as he could. Yes, yeah, with, without question. Just off the edge of the plate, Rogers thought he caught the corner there. So a one-out walk puts runners at first and second, and now Jackson Schultz, the cleanup hitter. Jackson, big, big old ball player in the. That's a that's a tall drink of water right there. Yeah, just a freshman too. Oh, no way. Yeah, you're right. Holy cow. Oh, well, we got word from the public address announcer. He's a senior. He's a senior. So okay. we have some mix-ups. Yeah, I think I've got some mix-ups on here somewhere. In our I probably didn't. I might have. Pre-game uh, notes, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, I'm still impressed, even with the scoop at first base. Strike two, Jackson Schultz. So that evens the count at 1-1. We have to give a kudos to our public address announcer, Trent. <laughs> keeping us on our toes. For, for keeping here. us on our toes. That's that's awesome. Piled off at the plate. One and two. I'm sure Coach well, Reed would, wishes he was a freshman. What uh, what grade's Bo Honeycutt in? Senior. Okay, so I knew that one had to be wrong, too. That's then. what I thought. There we okay. go. Okay. I might, I might we have these all shifted him. down one yeah. here or something. Okay. So Bo's going to play at Blackhawk. That's what... Uh, PA guy says now down on strikes is Schultz. We're out number two. And you and I had both talked about 
the Honeycutt name. We, yes. Yeah. Well, it seems a fresh one. It doesn't even sound. Doesn't seem right. Right. Yeah. That'll bring up Braden Downs. Struck out a couple times. Braden hitting 154 coming into this ball game. Swings and misses at the first offering from Rogers. So if Tanner can keep it where it's at, then we're back to the point of United just playing for one run again, although at this point, after what happened in this inning, I don't think he's going to play for one run. He can play for as big innings as he can at this point. You get his uh, hurt a little less throws. Uh, and looking less wear and tear, if nothing else. Looking forward to the United. And swinging and missing is Braden Downs. He's down on the count. One, two. Two away. Runners on first and second. And United will bring up the two, three, and four hitters when they come to bat. Strike three. Called by the home plate umpire, and that is strikeout. Let's see. There's 12, 13, 14 strikeouts for Tanner Rogers. Ends inning, but the Knoxville Blue Bulls get a two-run inning on two run, or two hits. There was an error in that inning by United and two runners left on base. After five full innings of play, it is United 11, Knoxville 2. We'll be back in one minute. Back here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM, just short of the 6 o'clock hour here. We got Cub Baseball tonight. Your Cubbies on the West Coast for six games coming up yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, take that, Dad. I hope we get them all. <laughs> That's right. This is, a family, <laughs> this is a family deal for you. Your dad's a big Dodger fan. Of course, you're a Huge Cub fan, so the Cubs on tonight. 8.35 with the pregame start. 9.10 first pitch right here on your home for Cub Baseball in West Central Illinois. AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRM. First pitch from Camden Top Hill hits batter. Oh, that's Eric Sargent. His last two plate appearances, he's, he's had the worst almost, body armor. Almost right in the same spot, like yeah. right up in the shoulder. Oh, he's already getting his lead on first base. And, we'll uh, see what's uh, if the wheels are in motion here. Yeah, that's a good point. Ian Leffler at the plate now. He's got of course. a two-run double and a two-run homer. I'm not sure I'd risk running with this bat coming up. Yeah, <laughs> the last thing I just take the bat out of uh, out of Ian Leffler's hands right now. Up in the zone, ball one. And if you're Coach Reed, getting another inning out of your sophomore Todd Hill, that's just one more one more inning of experience. He's looked composed. A um, couple of miscues that weren't his fault. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been out of that second inning, big three-run second inning for United, and uh, an error to start the inning, and then a hit. And then he got a fly out the pop-out. So right, right there, the inning should have been over. Yes. And then the two-run homer. That bit him there. Pitch from Tuthills up in the zone, 2-0 to Leffler. Carter Rosine on deck. He had the grand slam. They got this whole thing started back in the bottom of, or top of the first inning. They give United a four-run lead after four batters. 2-0 pitch to Leffler. Swings. A pitch up in the zone. Fouls it out of play. Down the third baseline. He likes to turn on that inside heat. Hey, go. <laughs> That's a big old freshman there. Avery, his, his oldest brother, was a tall kid. Now, now no one, not, not the tallest. Swings and misses Leffler. Evens account at 2-2. Ian's strikeout total as a freshman. How's he doing in that category? That's uh, 11 strikeouts out of 41 plate appearances. So, 
when he's uh but you said it, he's been one of the hottest hitters in yeah. the conference as of late. Takes a ball three two, so that even or that uh, fills the count up. Nobody out here. Top of the sixth inning, eleven two United, United batting. Oh, Drive boy. to left. Oh, boy. It's deep, and it is off the fence. Stayed in the in the park, and they're going to hold the runner up. Throw comes in. It's cut off. Runners at second and third with nobody out. A double by Leffler. That is to see three for three with a walk and four RBIs. Could have had a stiff there. Coach Mollick is... Uh, is telling the sergeant that thing was not going to be caught off the bat. You just be digging. Just be digging. Yeah. <laughs> you just knew that ball was trouble. Whether the only thing that remained was did it leave the park or not. Fortunately for the bullets, it did stay in the park, and now uh, Mr. Tuttle has to go to work. Rosine, he is one for two with a home run. And there's a fly ball out to center field. It's going to be caught. And the run coming to the plate is not in time. Sacrifice fly by Rosine. Gives him another RBI. That's his fifth RBI. So between he and Ian Leffler, that's nine of the 12 RBIs off of their bat. You know, and it, it, it just proves that the age-old adage, you know, free passes. You, you walk the leadoff hitter, they almost always score. In this case, it was a hit by pitch. Same, but they almost thing. always yep. score. Yep, sure, sure do. There's a pop up to the right fielder, second baseman going out, and it's going to be caught and dropped off the glove of the right fielder. Coming in to make the play was uh, Tanner McGarry out there. So up 90 feet goes Leffler, and reaching on the air is Nolan Jinks. Nolan Jinks, we said he was a junior earlier. He's just a freshman. That might are all messed up here. So runners on the corners now. Now, now we'll see. This is the exact situation we had the last inning, and we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if go. Coach Mullen gets him in motion. I almost bet he does. If he was a betting man, oh yeah, yeah, I would. I certainly would. Not going. And now a little flare down the left field line. It's going to be foul or caught. One or the other, and it's foul. Ooh, that was a tremendous effort. Yeah, that was a good hustle play over there. Is that the shortstop hustling over there? It certainly was. Yeah, Bo Honeycutt. And we said, uh, you want a Blackhawk? Is that what, is that what he said? It's Blackhawk. He'll make, he'll make Blackhawk a nice player. It, yeah, it's uh, it's almost, boy, if you're a coach, you don't know. If he catches it, United Price tags up and scores. Yep. yep. And there's another foul out of play. Nick Terrell back in the ball game now. He must have reentered. Okay, he reentered for McCoy at second base. So this is Nick Terrell at the plate. Fouls it off, so he's down 0-2 in the count with one away. Runners on the corners, 12-2, United. Top of the sixth. And out. Side of the left-handed hitting Terrell. One and two now. Nick, 0-2 in his first two plate appearances. Flew out, popped out. And outside, ball two. So two and two now. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Coach Mullen doesn't have a runner at first going. No jinx. Fly ball to right field. Going to be deep enough to score the runner. And caught by the center fielder. 
And another sacrifice fly for the Red Storm. As Nick Terrell is going to get the sack fly RBI. Make it 13-2. to two. Across the plate comes Ian Leffler. Two away. And this Horner, Carson Horner, who re-entered for Eli Vansel. Carson Horner is back to the plate. He struck out his first two plate appearances. Ground ball fouled on the third baseline. It gets the lead back to 11, where we were at back in the fifth inning. And now look, <laughs> we get to look at the Knoxville order, 6-7-8 coming up. Need two again to keep playing. As of right now, anyway, popped up on the infield. Honeycutt, drifting in, makes the play. <laughs> Catches it one-handed and flips it back to the mound. A little Savoir Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Pop out by Horner. Ends the inning. In the inning for the Red Storm. Two runs on one hit. And there was an error in there. And a runner left on base. Heading to the bottom of the sixth inning. 13-2 United leading Knoxville. We'll be back in one minute. Welcome back to High School Baseball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network as we go to the bottom of the sixth inning. We're in the same position we were in back in the bottom of the fifth inning. The Red Storm of United have a 11-run lead, so they just need three outs. Can't give up two runs to end this game early. Ball one to Jacob Morris leading off the bottom of the sixth inning. It'll be 6-7-8. Jacob Morris, Tanner McGarry, and Jonathan Peppers. And like going into the bottom of the fifth inning, Knoxville needs two runs. Keep this game going. Strike. Swing and miss by Morris. He's already down on strikes twice tonight. Going for that sombrero. Just uh, one sombrero so far. That's three strikeouts for you non baseball <laughs> aficionados. Braden Downs is wearing the sombrero. Ball two to Morris. He's trying to avoid the sombrero. That golden sombrero you don't want. Oh, you, you don't want four strikes. Certainly don't want that one. <laughs> Two and one now to Jacob Moore. That was a nice save. <laughs> he almost blew out the window. Just grabbed it. Ooh, That's Mother Nature telling you to stop talking that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Sombreros, golden sombreros. <laughs> I'm so sure I, I've worn one of those. Oh, I know I have. I've worn probably with pride. You know, if we, if we go back to our fast pitch days. Fly <laughs> ball to center field. Drifting under it, making the catch is Kelton Ryan for out number one, which is how the fifth inning started, and then a little rally started to get two runs to keep playing. See if they can get something going here. And Morris avoids the sombrero. Uh, That's what I was going to touch on. (laughs) He actually made really good contact. So far. Carry a little more. So far in this broadcast, we've we've heard sword. We've heard sombrero. We're giving the fun. we're giving the listeners an education today. Well, that's that's what we're here for. Entertain us. <laughs> that and pay some bills. <laughs> Ball one to McGarry. He's one for two. He's got one of the three hits for United. Way back ball in the to short. First. Ranging over, long throw across the diamond, and makes the play. Good play, play all around there. there, Derek Sargent. That's a yeah. long throw as he had to go to his right. Throw across the diamond to Carter Rosine, who made a nice stretch over there. 6-3, two outs, 
You're scoring at home, 6-3 on the put out. That brings up Jonathan Peppers. As now the, the Blue Bullets down to their final out. They need two runs to keep playing here. 13-2. Staring at the Mercy Rue, bottom of the six. That's right to Rosine. He's going to wait and toss to the pitcher. <laughs> when uh, hmm. when Carter, he, I know Coach Mullick's going to go right out to Rosine. Just take that yourself. Stand he actually stopped and waited for the pitcher to roll over. But he's yeah. working on things. That's Step on the bag, young man. Pitcher fielding <laughs> practice right there. No runs, no hits, no errors. No runners left on base for United or for uh, Knoxville on the bottom of the sixth inning. That brings the ball game to a close. United will go to two and one in the Lincoln Trail Conference, and Knoxville will drop the two and one in the Lincoln Trail Conference. United will get to an even 500 on the season overall, six and six, and the Blue Bulls will drop to six and eight. These two teams will play tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. in another single game in the Lincoln Trail Conference game. Normally these are double headers on Saturday, but with the United prom tomorrow night, they split these games up. Um, good choice probably on both both ways. And uh, your final totals for both ball clubs. First for the United Red Storm the Visitors, 13 runs on nine hits. These are totally unofficial, folks. Two errors committed by uh, United and three runners left on base. Only three runners, 13 runs and three runners left on base. They, they, they got them in when they got them on. Yeah, they certainly did. They, you know, they're moving runners. They're stealing. Sometimes not stealing, but, uh, yeah, they very efficient uh, with, with the sticks. For Knoxville, two runs on three hits. They committed four errors, and that's been kind of their bugaboo all season long and left six runners on base. Uh, again, uh, ten errors from what, talking to Coach Reed, ten errors in their loss to Ridgewood on uh, on Thursday night, uh, Wednesday night, 10-6 to six to the uh, Spartans. And tonight, uh, I wouldn't say the errors bit them. And I know errors no. kept some innings alive that, that got them to the point where the game was done early, for sure. Yeah, uh... He, he did touch on it in the pregame about the Ridgewood game. Um, like I said, unfortunately, the, the, the players get the opportunity to forget about it tomorrow and come back. Coaches never do. Um, Rick will probably have a tough time sleeping tonight. But, hey, you get right back after it tomorrow morning and, and you make this one go away. I don't think coaches ever sleep during the season, do they? Or at least well. At They'll tell you well. they don't, but, <laughs> right. but not well. If right. you talk to the coaches anymore, they're like, we get, back, we get worse sleep than the players do after losses. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it works. Uh, three hits for Knoxville. Just looking at the uh, guys who got safeties for the Blue Bullets. Uh, Tanner McGarry had one of those hits. Peyton Mitchell or Mitchell Parrish had one of those hits. And then a big uh, RBI double by Bo Honeycutt. That was a three hits for Knoxville. For United, they got uh, had a nice day out of Ian Leffler out of the three hole. He goes uh, three for three with a walk, two doubles, a home run, four RBIs, five RBIs by the four hitter Carter Rosine. He was uh, two for or one for two. Got hit by a pitch. Had a side fly. Good day for the uh, three quarters. Actually, the whole top four in the order had nice days for United. Very nice. Yeah. And, and when I'm looking at my scorecard here, like you just touched on it, but I mean I've got sack fly, sack fly, um, another sack fly. So they're they're doing their jobs with the sticks. Uh, even if it don't result in a hit, it still results in an RBI on on at least two occasions. No, uh, no official sacrifice flies for United coming into this one. They get three to nine. Yeah, doing what it takes in conference games. That's what you do. And this season is still early, so uh, both these teams could potentially just get better and better. What a great night for Tanner Rogers on the mound. Six innings, gives up just three hits. Uh, did not get a strikeout in that sixth thing. Must have got tired. Must have tired a little bit. He wore out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a special pitch. I remember but... coach just told him, make him put it in play. <laughs> yeah, just throw me some strikes. Get out of this. But he did have 14 strikeouts in the six innings of work. So out of 18 outs, 14 of those came via via strikeout. 
Yeah, so he'll now move up to 41 on the tote board strikeouts on the season. That's pretty good. And add six innings to his total. That's 41 strikeouts and 21 and two-thirds innings. 21 and two-thirds innings. Two <laughs> that's pretty darn good. As a coach, uh, I'd take that. That's going to bring our broadcast to a close. Again, uh, folks, baseball fans, stick around. We've got Cub Baseball tonight. 835 is the pregame start right here on AM 1330 or FM 94.1 WRM if you're in the Monmouth, uh, if you're in the Monmouth area. And uh, the first pitch will be 9-10. The Cubs and the L.A. Dodgers as the Cubs start a six-game road trip. It's, uh, it's the Dodgers and Oakland? Yes. I think of the six games, I think that they're out with. I believe it's Oakland, yeah. We just just played Seattle. I don't think we do the crosstown over to San Diego. I'd have to look. Shame yeah, on me for yeah, not knowing. I, and I think, I, think, I, think it's, oh, I think it's Oakland. I, think it's I hope it's Oakland. Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. We we well, well, I mean, get our teeth knocked in in L.A. So well you got you know you're chasing the pirates right now so yeah. you got that going for you I happen to know that that was gonna come out <laughs> <laughs> all right T Dub always enjoy working with you my man uh, we'll get we got plenty of ball games the weather's starting to get better we'll have some more ball games on the air for your folks they haven't had a whole lot so far just been hit and miss with the weather but I'm I'm looking forward to getting some games on down the stretches it, we're we're not too far from from regional time man correct right already yeah, yeah it's going by fast. All right. Thanks, my man. Thank you so much. I'm Sean Temple for Tony Wyman and also Caden Rogers, who engineered tonight's broadcast. Thank you to Caden. Uh, your final score, 13-2. United gets the win over Knoxville to go to 2-1 and one in the conference. They tie Knoxville now for the conference lead. These two teams will be back on the field tomorrow morning right here at Knoxville High School. I think 10 a.m. is a start for that one, I believe. Uh, uh, yeah, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning here. Uh, so if you're in the area, come out and see some baseball tomorrow morning. That's going to do it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to High School Baseball on the Prairie Communications Sports Network.